Hey, welcome everybody to the Full Court Press presented by the Craft Factory. As you can tell, it's uh, Pierre is not with us today or he would be doing this intro as he does so well. I'm here with Abe and Matt. And uh, yeah, how are we doing today, guys? We're doing well. We're doing well. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm going to do, do my best to fill in for Pierre. You know, those are big shoes to fill. Tough shoes to fill. Tough shoes to fill. Woo! It is a good day for me. You know, the Lakers play tonight. And so I am beyond excited. Yeah, that's uh, I'm really excited for that as well. Uh, to start out, guys, we'll just bring up the uh, the Jazz and Pels tonight. Clips Lakers preview of the Jazz and the Pelicans. Who do you guys think is going to win? Keep in mind, obviously, too, that Zion is a game-time decision, apparently. Yeah, um, I'm looking at it, and, and we know for the Pelicans, every game is a must-win game for them. They, they can't afford to take any game off, whereas the Jazz aren't really threatened. Um, if anything, they might drop a few seeds, but I think the Jazz's playoff position is safe. Whether Zion plays or not, I have the Pelicans because can't forget Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram has was balling without Zion and continued to ball with Zion, so I'm excited for that. And, of course, J.J. Redick has a streak to maintain. So I expect him to be raining threes for these next eight games. Those yeah, and if not, he's going to let them know. He's going to let those kids know. Yeah, those are some good points. I got the Jazz, though. Um, I just think they got a little chip on their shoulder. Uh, partially, it was part. It was their reason. You know, they were the first one confirmed COVID case. They got this chip on their shoulder. I think they want to they want to go out and they want to win that first game back. Um, and I think they're they're a great team. Uh, I think it's going to be really close. I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch. Again, we got Brandon Ingram over there. We got Lonzo Ball. We have a squad that they're going against. But I have the Jazz winning by five or six. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Pelicans just because I want to see that. I just want to see the, uh, you know, the team that needs the dub go get it. And I really want to see Zion play. Obviously, we only got to see 19 games of that kid, and it was a lot of fun to watch. I can't remember the last time I was so psyched to watch an individual player every time he played. Um, yeah, so I think that they're going to do it, but uh, yeah, the jazz have a weird, have a weird chip on their shoulder probably. And I, I and of course people, it's going to be overblown because I don't think it'll be that big of a deal, but wouldn't it just be great if you just saw a little bit of like some, you know, uh, issues between Mitchell and Gobert, like just, just some weird looks, some side eye or something, you know, this will let us know that, you know, if Mitchell is not quite forgiving him for that, you know, that would be so dramatic yet. So hilarious. Oh, dude, just one look. <laughs> the NBA one is a show on TV. This yeah, I mean, true. that's a soap opera in itself. You have Zion on one side. You have the COVID brothers on the other side. Very, uh, very that's, that's, that's television. That's primetime but, television. But if that happens, then I don't see why the Pelicans don't lose if there's friction like that still. Because it's going to expose itself in its play. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That frustration will come out eventually for sure. I mean, hopefully they've gotten out of their system uh, just so you know. But, uh, yeah, I think the Pelicans take that. Uh, oh, Clips and Lakers. Obviously, that's a more of the primetime matchup. we got two teams that are definitely poised to try to get to the finals. That's where their focus is. How do you guys think it's going to affect the Clippers to be without um, Beverly, uh, Lou, and Harrell? I just don't want excuses from Sean when they lose to the Lakers and because the only thing he seems to post about is the Lakers um, to, or the Clippers. Those are the only things. Hey, yo, Sean, shots fired, Sean, shots and, fired. Uh, it, but I know Sean in real life. Like we've been friends for a long time. And so it's okay for me to say that. Uh, but, but yeah, so it's, it's going to be good. I'm very excited for this game as a Laker fan. I'm wearing a LeBron jersey right now. 
Um, I woke up, it was like Christmas morning because we got the NBA back and the Lakers are playing. I have Lakers, I think I said by 12. Um, I think those are some key, key players the Clippers are missing that are a huge part of their team. And so I have I have Lakers winning this one. Yeah, I'm going to go Lakers just because of the missing firepower. You know, you're missing, what, 36 combined points without Beverly, just the two six men uh, of the year candidates. Those guys, uh, you, you that's a lot to take on. I mean, it will really show, like, the Clippers, the end of their bench, show what they're capable of. And really, it's on just Kawhi and Paul George, like, go win the game. Also, the idea that, like, they're that stressed about this game overall, you know, you want to win, you want to get back into the swing of things. But I'm not sure, you know, we'll see basically how serious they're taking it. Um, cause you know, LeBron's going to be coming full tilt. He see, I mean, think about how easy it is now for him. I mean, he's, he's seeing another title like right in front of his face. And, uh, I think he'll be really excited about that. Um, yeah, dude, I'm just amped. I'm like, like me and Matt and Pierre have been saying, and Abe, you're very well aware as well that we have waited. It's been what, since March, mid March. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that conversation? We were like July 30th is it was supposed to be the 31st, right? We're like, it's so far away. They moved it up one day and we're like, this is going to take forever. And we're here. Absolutely nuts. Can't believe we did it. Time does fly when you're having fun. As they say, I will say this though. I do expect the Lakers to win because that is a lot that the clips are missing. If the Clippers were to win, it's going to be because of coaching and Paul George and Claw just deciding to go off, which would be a scary sight. I'm not sure if the Lakers will win by 12, just because before the season, I had to pause. The Lakers barely covered when I used to bet on them in terms of um, beating the spread. So right now, they're favored to uh, their four and a half point favorites. I don't see him all of a sudden winning by 12. I'm just going to play it safe and keep it around like five, six points that they cover by. That's not a bad, not a bad betting call, everybody. For those of you. uh, I've never done sports betting. 12 just sounded good to me. Yeah, no, honestly, I've never been a betting guy. Anytime I've done it, it's just been on a whim. Uh, I don't don't even look at the numbers. I just go, you know what? That sounds good to me. And that's why I don't bet much because I've lost a lot. Um, (laughs) My sports betting is more. (laughs) My sports betting is more of like, yo, I bet you Lakers are going to win tonight. You owe me lunch if they do. If yeah, anything, yeah. No. I'm betting on uh, how many points players will drop. I can see AD going for over 20 easy. Yeah, I think that's an easy call. I think he's going for 30 tonight just because without Harold down there. Uh, I mean, it's we're going to see a lot of Joakim Noah, which in his first couple of games, he's played really well in the hustle factor. Good. But this is going to be him having to log big minutes. Uh, so Don't forget hopefully he can do that. As well, Zubox gonna get heavy. Yep, and that will haunt the Lakers if he does. Uh, I was so mad about that trade. I'm still mad about that trade. That's a crazy one. That's still one of those trades where I was like, man, what are we doing? Mike Scala? What are we doing? And uh, hey, speaking of Lou Williams, uh, we had the chicken wings incident uh, where he was in Atlanta. He was out of the bubble, I believe, for his grandfather's funeral. I believe it was. I believe it was for a funeral. Isn't it um, his like family friend pretty much like his grandpa, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was some someone close to his family for sure had passed away. And uh he was outside the bubble to do that. And being from Atlanta, he stopped at a uh at a gentleman's club and purchased some uh wings and there was a photo, I believe it was Jack Harlow, the rapper, posted a photo of him, like them together there, which was not a good call. You don't, try not to do that. And, uh, yeah, apparently it was an issue. I mean, Kendrick Perkins called him out. I mean, do you guys think that was fair of Kendrick to call him out like that? Look, I mean, it's – first of all, Jack Harlow, 
you, you got to be more socially aware of of it. Um, but more so, Kendrick is it's shameful. Ever since Kendrick left Boston, you know, he he hung out with the Cavs. He hung out with OKC. It's just been rambling, rambling. And in my opinion, no reason to press Lou like that. Yes, Lou, it wasn't really the best choice to do so, especially since you don't know who may record you, unfortunately, and it is a bad look. But I think Kendrick is really pushing the narrative and going and trying too hard to make a big deal out of it. Well, when we, when we said the NBA is one of the most dramatic, it's because of Kendrick Perkins, some of it. Uh, <laughs> he is yeah. he makes it more dramatic than it is. So true. That's who he is. That's like the character he plays almost like on TV. Uh, the thing that, that I found interesting, I don't know how true this is. Didn't the, the rapper Jack, didn't he say that this was an old picture but got caught like Lou was wearing the face mask that they gave NBA players for the bubble? Yeah, it was something that gave it away. I mean, good on him to try to recover. You know, I mean, he's new money. You know, he's just new, new, uh, new fame. And so I don't think he he understood the protocols and the etiquettes to go along with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's uh, I really didn't like it. I didn't like. I mean, I don't mind that he did it. I understand it. I mean, I, I believe the fact that he really went there for the wings. I don't. Lou Williams is a pretty straight shooting dude. I don't think he would lie about that. You know, it's like yeah, I just wanted to go get some wings. I was out of the bubble, went to go do that. I have no issue with that. Of course, it's bad optics for sure. If he had just gone to a wing joint, we wouldn't even really be talking about it. I don't think. Um, but yeah, Kendrick Perkins, as as we know on this show, I have just uh, shown my disdain for that dude every week. It seems to get worse. And this is one of those things where it's like, Lou Williams called it out. It's like he has 15 years in the league, uh, clean record. Everything's been cool. He's a model citizen in the NBA. And, you know, Perkins is going to act like he's, you know, his reputation is now sold because of that. And it's like, come on, dude, just not everything's a narrative. Not everything is you needing to push something for ESPN. I know you're getting paid for it and that's good on you to get your checks. But come on, it can't always be at the expense of the, you know, at the fraternity that you, you know, the, all the players uh, talk about them being in. It's like, come on, dude, be yeah. better. Did, did Lou make a, probably a poor decision just with everything going on? I would say yes. Right. Because just because of everything going on. But it, it did get blown way out of proportion. Yeah, for sure. I can relate to Lou. When I was in college, my freshman year, I was on a football team and I caught some form of mono slash strep. And I had to miss uh, the game that weekend. Now, of course, I was recovering. I still went out. But the coaches called me in because they saw a photo of me from the weekend. And they were like, I thought you were sick. Now, mind you, I didn't know what photo they were talking about. But come to behold, it was the photo that was taken on Sunday night that a student's parent took because the parents came to visit. And so it was like completely, if I had known that was a picture, I would have been like, oh, that was on Sunday night. I was already fine by then. You know, ain't nothing out of proportion. But for them, they were like, oh, this must have been Friday. This must have been before he went out. And it's like, yes, I did go out. But you didn't really know that. Dang. This picture, this picture told you something else. And I was like, well, damn, I, I mean, hey, you know, know what? At least you were honest. You were honest, you know, and that's all you could do there. Because, yeah, I mean, if you lied, if you tried to lie without seeing the picture or something, then that's a much bigger issue. So even though even though you had to deal with probably some backlash from that, at least you ended up doing the right thing in the moment. I had to do a lot of running that week. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's going to do that. Uh, yeah, that's they probably were I not. I immediately psyched. think of Coach Carter when they when they sneak out of their rooms. Oh yeah, man! Go to that party in the hills, man. Yep, yep. Man, those kids—they got—they—they they really got that. 
Uh, Timo Cruz. Um, yeah, hey, speaking of Coach Carter, yeah, speaking of just bad optics in general, <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. After you know, just a month or so after his comments about um, the George Floyd situation and uh, the social justice issues we're facing right now, comes out and says that COVID is basically um, a control for a population control. And uh, that pretty much it's a conspiracy. Uh, do you guys think that he should have maybe thought to not say that? Or, uh, you know, do you guys want to agree that it is, in fact, a conspiracy? <laughs> Look, he he lacks the ability to read the room. Yeah. He really needs to understand that sometimes you don't need to always publicly share what's on your mind. Because the backlash you're going to get, no, this isn't a conspiracy. I mean, you just look at what's going on in the world. And I guess it's just more so for him. It hasn't hit home for him yet, unfortunately. Actually, mm-hmm. fortunately, it's good that he may not have had personal losses to do with this. But, for example, I have had personal losses on my end in terms of COVID. And so I take that drawn very seriously. I hate hearing people say, oh, it's conspiracy. It's just to control us. It's like, come on. I mean, come on. Come on. We can't we can't be thinking like that. He's just lacking the maturity. He I think he's lacking guidance. I don't know if he has somebody guiding him. He's just he's making comments without thinking clearly and in this comment specifically lacking empathy. He didn't he, he's lacking empathy for other people and what they're going through and um seemed like just like almost an attention grabber. Um let me post something to kind of grab some attention. Yeah, he uh yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like after, especially after the first comments. I mean, someone on his team, someone around him, has to, you know, being that he's so young, you have to let that kid know. You know, you can't be saying just anything you want, or if you have something that you feel like could be a little politically charged or socially charged, whatever it may be, if it's a charged thing that you might be saying, um, you know, let somebody know, run it by somebody. You know, and I know you want the freedom to post what you want, do what you want in this in today's age. But if you've already made mistakes like that, you have to be mature enough. Like you said, Matt, there's got to be some maturity there to understand that you can't just immediately. Uh, yeah, you, you have to run run things by people if it's going to be like that. So just another bad optic for him. I mean, great young player. You know, I, I really I think he's going to be a great part of the Nuggets run here. But, yeah, that's just one of those things you really just can't do it, man. So, you know, hey, kids out there, with your social medias, especially we see t- we see guys all the time with the. Uh, with, you know, they look back, you know, kids get drafted or something. They look back, you know, 2012 or something, you know, at some old tweets they had that are very damning tweets. And it's like, just understand what you're posting on social media. You know, don't do don't post something that you might possibly regret. Just don't. Yeah. Pe- people think being in the NBA is all about basketball, but there's multiple facets to being a professional basketball player. It's not all about basketball and, and things like what you say and tweet about and what you do um, outside of the gym actually matter um, and affect you as a player. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, hey, guys, uh, just want to drop this tidbit here. Sabrina Ionescu, the number one pick in the WNBA draft. She had a, a kind of a rough uh, first game against the Seattle Storm, as many WNBA teams will have against the Seattle Storm. <laughs> um, tough to deal with, obviously. They're, they're a monster of a team. Our Sue Bird is back. Brina Stewart's back. But that's beside the point. Uh, the real point is that Sabrina came out in her second game, although it was in a loss because she is playing for a pretty poor team right now in the New York Liberty. She did come out with a 33-7-7 game on him. Uh, what do you guys do? You guys think she's going to be able to continue that? So do you think she's going to put up the numbers that the number one pick, uh, you know, the lofty expectations that she's faced with? 
first off, I just want to say shout out to the New York Liberty. Hey, I just want to give a shout out to Jocelyn Willoughby and her big brother, Kelly. Love you, Kelly. Appreciate you, my homie. Um, I believe Sabrina Ionescu, it's, it's a great showing, uh, her second game of her career. So I expect great things from her. And I mean, that's basically the hype. What she did um, in game two was showcase that the hype is real. That this is not no, oh, she was only good in college. She's not going to translate well. She is going to translate well. And she can has she has the really good opportunity to become the face of the New York Liberty and to really lead them into a bright future. So um, I was excited to see that. That's a really solid stat line. That is a really it solid It looks good. Stat line. It looks good. Yeah. Like, I, I think, I men think or women. That's a solid stat line. Yeah, I think she has the ability to become the face of the WNBA not just of, of the Liberty. I think she will be incredible. I think what she's shown us through college, I think translating that into the, the WNBA, I think she can be be one of the faces. She's incredible. Yeah, I agree. I think also too, I mean, it's, and there's so much hype behind her and sometimes it's so easy to crumble under that, especially with when Kobe passed away. Um, I still think that the, one of the best sporting, I don't know, like situations that I've ever seen is her, giving the a eulogy at Kobe's memorial in front of millions of people on TV and whatnot, you know, gets on a plane, is throwing up all day from LA to, to the Bay gets off, you know, gets off a butt, gets off a plane is puking still like, like it's very sick. Then ends up, um, you know, having an amazing game against the number two overall team in the country and gets a W like it's, you know, with no warm up, I remember she didn't. I heard that she didn't take one warm up shot. She was just trying to survive <laughs> until tip off, and was able to you know hit a game winner and really like you know like propel them in that in that game with so much emotional stress and just physical stress on her shoulders. So once I saw that, I was like, yeah, she's 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 special. You know, Kobe saw it. Now we got to see it, and now we're going to continue to see it. It's a beautiful thing. Hey, also, fellas, uh, the Knicks hired Tom Thibodeau as their new head coach. Uh, what are we thinking about that? I love it. I love this move. I think really? Tibbs. Is a, I think Tibbs is a good coach. I think he brings a big sense of professionalism. I think the reservations that and the biggest thing against Tibbs, right, is he overworks players. We saw that with the Chicago Bulls when he was coaching them. We heard about yeah, that a little bit with the Timberwolves. I think the problem with the Timberwolves was he had Riley's favorite player, Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> uh, we all know has an incredible work ethic. That, Great defensive all, player. Great all defensive jokes. Player. <laughs> um, but but no, I think I think what he'll help these young guys do is 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 work hard, focus on defense, and become a great defensive team. What he's known for. Uh, I think I think it was a great hire. I'm I'm a fan of it. But again, uh, the thing he needs to work on is not overworking these players and and running their knees into the ground. Coach Tibbs is he's a very old school kind of cat, you know, and while I respect old school philosophies a lot in this age, you know, and when, when it comes to the Knicks and just how youthful this team is, I don't want him in charge. I don't want him in charge of that roster. I get it. He can definitely teach him defense. He can give him a hard nosed mentality. But for what the Knicks are hoping to achieve in terms of being relevant, Thibs is not the long-term solution. He is a temporary stopgap. So for me, it's just like, you know, you need... <laughs> it seems unfair, low-key, to hire him and just be like, all right, we're going to have you for maybe 
two seasons. You know, it kind of gives you that college football mindset about when it comes to coaching. But that's how I see Coach Stibbs this hire is this is a stopgap. You know, this is not who you want leading the franchise and trying to uh, rebuild uh, this culture and this organization. Because honestly, the NBA needs the Knicks to be relevant again, to be positively relevant. We need that. We need to bring glory back to MSG and all of that. And Thibs just isn't the permanent answer to that to that question, to that problem. But with the Chicago Bulls, he had a young team. He had Derrick Rose. He had a young Jimmy Butler. He had he had a pretty young team with that Bulls team. And we oh. saw how that ended out. They, they were very good, and they, they were right there. Without that Derrick Rose knee injury, who knows? And we know who who was the reason for that knee injury. Hey, that's what I said. My pushback was exactly. though. That was my that was my biggest pushback. And again, that was you got to look. That was about eight years ago. You know, now the the philosophy has grown different. We defense matters, but we need tough offensive players. Offense is what's winning these titles for for teams. They need those players that can just buy in and be like, look, we're going to get after it. We're going to hit these shots. We're just going to have that attitude of this is what we are. Low key, you look at the Warriors and how they were successful. They had a very loose attitude. Very loose. And it worked well for them. I don't know if a hard-nosed attitude that Coach Dibbs brings is going to be enough not saying that hey he's gonna lead the Knicks to the finals or anything like that, but to make the Knicks a respectable top eight Easter Conference team, I don't think he's the answer. I really don't. Yeah, I don't. Here's the thing. I'm I'm with, more with Abe on this one for sure. I mean, speaking of the Bulls, it's kind of like the Jim Boylan situation. Now we have a tough old school guy who wanted to get back to the basics and teach these kids <laughs> what it was to work hard. And I, like I think it's a very similar thing now where it's, where we're looking at Tibbs going to a roster which is less talented and probably younger overall. Um, and I think it's going to be tough for him to do that. Honestly, I think I think James Dolan's a huge part of this too. I think it's really hard to build a great team if the owner is literally just kind of standing in the way of that all the time in every way. Um, but yeah, I, I think that also too, this roster needs such a major overhaul. They have They're overloaded at some positions with not a lot of talent and then they're they under... Power forwards. Yeah, there's so many power forwards. I mean, you know, you have a guy like Mitchell Robinson's, you know, he's a great player. You have RJ Barrett. And when I say great, I mean great as far as the potential. Uh RJ Barrett could be, you know, could be very good. Um, but even then, this this year he was not as impressive as I think people thought he would be off the bat. Um, yeah, they just have a roster that's not built for what Tibbs is trying to do, especially with all the moves they have to make. They have some real just play like Dennis Smith Jr., just guys who don't Kevin Knox, guys who don't have solid positions, which which is usually easy because now we're in a point where there's a lot more of a positionless style, but for those guys to still not fit somehow and still somehow be tweeners says more about their game than it does how it adapts to the NBA. So yeah, I, I think that they should have gone. I really wanted Kenny Atkinson. I wanted somebody younger. Uh, Ime Yadoka was getting looks. Uh, I, I always like people that have come off the pop uh, Popovich coaching tree. But I always think those guys, especially younger Very when they're true. younger, I think Very it's a great true. call. And uh, yeah, that would have been nice to see. I mean, it, again, it's not a bad hire in the sense that yeah, he's a he's a veteran NBA coach. You, you're not you don't see that and go, oh man, that's a that's a risk. You know, it's a risk in the development perhaps. But as far as right now, it's like yeah, you at least know you're getting somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, and so that's good. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think I think the Knicks, like you said, they need to be more relevant again. That has to happen soon. And I think that they're on the same path. You know, where it's just not going to happen. 
Um, yeah, like until, we talked about, they're not going to be relevant again until Dolan's out of there. I yeah, I mean that's you're right. I think I think that's the true measure of the that. Is that reality of the situation because he's so stubborn? You know, I don't think that we'll see him relinquish his ownership rights. For at kick least Charles Oakley out of MSG in front of everybody. Yeah, how are you going to kick Oak out of MSG like that? He almost had Charles Oakley knocking out every security. Imagine if Charles Oakley. That's I'm sorry. That's something that I really wanted to see at the time. I thought that at some point because I saw the video and as I'm watching, I'm going, dude, he's going to start just throwing punches. And, you know, I'm glad he did not because, you know, he was more restrained. He was, you know, and that's that's better optics for him overall. But how great would it have been to see Charles Oakley just taking out these guys who are supposed to be the security team? These, you know, like five foot nine white dudes just getting wrecked by Charles Oakley, like left and right. I mean, who's going to stop crime? He was he would swing. He was he would be swinging for sure. This is the older, older version. You know what I'm saying? Like even even the the 50 something version of Charles Oakley against those guys. I mean, who who in that arena? Could have really stopped him without like some sort of uh, you know gun or taser or something. If it's if no, we're just going hand to hand, Charles Oakley's there's not one person in Madison Square Garden that night that could have stopped him. James Dolan was not safe at any point, and I, he had to have known that. You know what I mean? Like watching that, going, oh shit, oh no, oh my god, oh my god, like like oh my god, he's he's getting through the wall of security. Oh, I would have loved it. I would have loved to see him get through just enough to get Dolan. You know, one smack on Dolan, one backhand smack on Dolan, then it's over. Might have changed. It might have changed Dolan's life for the better. Who knows? Maybe, yeah. I mean, sometimes people just need that little jolt. You know, maybe it's an emotional, you know, conversation. Maybe it's a physical punch. Sometimes people just need that extra push. You know, make the Knicks <laughs> great again and sell the team, Dolan. Sell, yeah, dude. Just get your money and get out of there, dude. But he's smart. I mean, I, if you're him, why would you? You know, it's a, it's one of the most like you know amazing venues and franchises in the world in any sport. So, you know, I get it, but man, you're just imagine knowing that you're the poison and the reason why it's not working because he has to know, you know, it's he has to know at some level because he also owns the Rangers, yet he doesn't like micromanage with the New York Rangers. And the Rangers are a successful franchise, too. It's just like, yo, Dolan, the same energy you give to the Rangers, give that to the Knicks. Just yeah, in, the, in the same building, in the same building, dude, just let it go. Yeah, I think for the Knicks to turn around, they need a guy like, obviously this is not going to happen, but a guy like Balmer. If they had an owner like that, like a Balmer or a Cuban, who's just all in to making this team successful, that's what the Knicks need. They should just call Balmer. He could just buy him right now. There's something about bald men named Steve. Yeah, they want to spend their money, man. Because you look at the Mets, my Mets, it looks like our new owner is going to be Steve Cohen. He's a bald He's a bald white guy. He's known as the Darth Vader in his industry. That's what his peers call him. And he's a big Mets fan. And so I know when he takes over the team, he's going to be like Steve, what Steve Ballmer is to the Clips. So we need to go find a bald man named Steve and have him just be like, Dolan, I'm buying the Knicks. They really call him Darth Vader? Yes. (laughs) I found that out. I was like, yo, make him my owner (laughs) because he's going to put in the work. He's not going to care. He's going to make the decisions to make us relevant again. We need we need people like Steve. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, my Mariners, we're trying that too. Uh, 2022 World Series. It's coming Uh, right now. It's looking pretty rough, but, you know, we're uh, we're getting there. You know, we're we're getting there Uh, (laughs) on to uh, we want to break down today. Give our picks for the NBA, um, all NBA awards, all rookie teams, and all uh, defensive teams. And uh, let's start, gentlemen, 
with the rookie teams. So I say we start. We'll all list our uh, our all rookie second teams, and then our first teams, and then we will discuss uh, if there's any way we could come to a consensus regarding our our choices. So uh, Abe, go ahead and start off here. For sure, for sure. So this was honestly the easiest out of the three that we had to do because um, the rookie pool is, of course, it's not too big. But for my first team, I have Ja from Memphis. I have Kendrick Nunn. I have Zion, I have Rui, and I have Brandon Clark. For my second team, I have Kobe White, Tyler Harrow, RJ Barrett, Eric Pascal, and Matisse Taboule. Right on. Actually, off the bat, I'll just say real quick then that my first team is the same as yours. Jaw, Kendrick, uh, yeah, Morant, Nunn, Clark, Williamson, and uh, Hachimura. Uh, my second team is Kobe White. Uh, who came on strong in the second half of the season? He started off really terrible to start, and the second half he was really dropping, uh, dropping big uh, numbers. Very, very true. Tyler Hero, obviously the two Heat guards, they got to be involved in that because they, you know, those two rookies really helped um, Miami like really exceed expectations. Uh, Matisse Thibel, uh is my guy from UW. Uh, I snuck him in there because of his. Uh, because of uh, his defensive abilities on and, uh, and his three point shooting abilities on a team like uh, uh, the 76ers, you really need that. Eric Pichel, yes, uh, great call. And PJ Washington, who uh, I don't think people expect a lot of because he was hurt before the draft, but he came out and was uh, did really well. So, yeah, at least our first team is correct so far. Matt, what do you got? Yeah, I just switched one thing on the first team. I still have John Nunn, uh, Zion. I put Eric Pichel there and then Brandon Clark. I just think what, with the Warriors team that was there, this guy just led them. Uh, he played He played great, and I think he's going to replace Draymond Green on that starting roster for the Warriors. Yeah, I think so too. I think eventually that's got to happen for them. So I think, yeah, I mean, he, he did really well. I didn't think he was going to – he was going to put up the numbers that he did, especially early on when they just kind of said, here you go, dude. Like you went from, you know, I'm sure when you got drafted, you didn't think you were going to be doing a lot. And now you have, you know, the weight of the offense basically on your shoulders some nights. Um, and then he did pretty well once the, like some players started coming back a little bit and it, they weren't as injured. He definitely was playing. He was adjusting well to being more secondary. Yeah, I really, really like him. I would not have had him on this list before the season at all. I did not think he was going to play like that. Um, and then for my second team, it is very similar with you guys. I got Hero, Thibel, I got RJ, Rui, and uh, PJ Washington. PJ Washington, again, just like you said, Riley, um, we didn't really know before the draft how much he was going to do. He played great. And I really like Hero and Thibel, um up at those guard spots. I really like Hero as a player. I think he could be something special in the league um, with his shooting. And Thibel brings great defense as well. Nice. So really the only difference is you guys have Barrett on your teams and I did not. And I admittedly, that's a little petty on my end. I just expected a lot more from him than what he gave us. I mean, you know, I expected him to be pushing Zion and Ja for the rookie of the year. And at no point was that even considered really. Uh, so yeah, I mean, just to be petty, I took, I kept him off of there. And then what else, what else is the difference here? So uh, I know I had, oh, I had Rui yeah. on my second team. Yeah, so he switched Eric and Rui, whereas we have it the other way. And then Kobe White, was he – I have him. Was that on either one of your teams here? Let's see. I yeah, he was – oh, I put him on my second team. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, he was on my second team as well. Yeah, I had so we're... honorable mentions. I, I just had Hero and Thibel, um over him. Oh, okay, you put Matisse at the guard spot. Okay. Okay. Because okay. doesn't he a shooting guard slash small forward, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So basically, I mean, I'm I understand the Peshel for Hachimura. Um, if we're trying to come to some sort of consensus on this, I would, Matt, I would ask that you would be okay with Rui Hachimura being on the first team, and then <laughs> after that, I mean, RJ Barrett can obviously be on. More so, explain to us why you would put Eric over Rui. If you can give me a compelling argument, I'll 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 see my decision swayed. Because basically with Rui, especially, he was drafted to be that guy. Um, and then obviously, you know, they had no John Wall. They were pretty abysmal outside of Bradley Beal. Bertans played pretty well, but they needed that download presence. Yeah, Beal, Ber- Beal and Bertans played great. Rui would probably be, what, the third third most important on that team? Yeah, definitely the most important big on that team. And he did all he could, uh, considering that they were so undermanned a lot of the time. And, you know, and being a rookie is not easy, you know, especially being a big man a lot of the time. Big rookie big men tend to struggle a little more. Um, and yeah, I guess Peschel did well, but then he wasn't as consistent throughout the entire season. He started really strong and then ended up um, and then kind of tailed off a little bit near the end. Um, like I said, he did he did well as far as being in a more supplemental role, but he didn't have to be as consistent as Hachimura had to be. Um, it's the same with Kobe White. Like Kobe White's on my second team because he had a abysmal first half, and in the second half of the season he played really well. So as far as like a full total season, Hachimura put a better resume together, I think. Yeah, because Pashel was at thirteen point nine points a game, uh, but I do like he, he was shooting about fifty percent from the field, which is really solid. And no, Rui wasn't averaging a double double. He's averaging twelve and six. But again, for him, like you mentioned, Riley, he was uh being he was drafted to be that guy. So it was already a given that he would start. Whereas Eric benefited from all the injuries, and he really showcased his talent. But then when we saw Draymond come back, that's when that step back occurred because it was like, all right, Dre is still the priority over you. Not yet, Rui is like, yo. You need to get this done because you are going to be a permanent fixture for this team. So that's why I have him over Eric on my yes, first. It's like there was there was more pressure, I guess. But also, I mean, and no knock on Peschel because, I mean, like Matt said, he's I think he's going to replace Draymond eventually. I think hopefully – I mean, I don't know how you move that money of Draymond Green uh, to find somebody that will take that. But if you can move him, Peschel gives them, you know, not so much on the offensive end but gives them the, the – or on the defensive end, but gives them the offense that – um, honestly, Draymond has lacked. Um, so yeah, I would love to see that, especially considering who they could draft uh, in this draft with their high draft pick. Uh, you know, if they get somebody more defensive minded or someone along the Draymond kind of vibe, then yeah, that's going to be great. But um, yeah, so that's why I believe Hachimura should be just ahead of him. But I mean, either yeah, I, way, I mean, I, I can live either way though, because the, either way they both deserve it. Yeah, it to me they were pretty much neck and neck. But for the same reason you guys put Rui there, I put. Uh, Pashel there just because he wasn't expected to be that person but showed up right he wasn't That's fair yeah like Rui was he wasn't like we're gonna put our chips on this guy with our with Go our picks it. and so that's why I'm like okay uh Pashel stepped up when nobody thought he would and this is a, a Golden State Warriors team that was depleted somebody had to and it was him um and so that's why I, I picked him a little bit over Rui I think he only averaged what one point difference or whatever um 
But that's why I picked him. But I don't mind putting Rui there. To me, they were pretty much neck and neck. And, and honestly, too, this is only so tough because the other four guys in the first team have to be locks. Morant, Nunn, Clark, and Williamson, they have to be there. So that's the only reason why this is so hard. Usually with rookie teams, it's not always that clear. And uh, we just happen to have four guys who have to be in the first team, which makes Absolutely. it tough. It's, it's, so, okay, so we'll, we'll put Hachimura there. And then I'm willing to take Kobe White out because I don't think either one of you guys had Kobe White, right? I had him on my second. You did, okay. I mean, but RJ Barrett probably should be there. Uh, in some but I facet. had RJ on my second too. I just didn't have J Washington. I had him on my honorable mention. Yeah, I mean, so I I'd be comfortable because I'd uh, I'd be comfortable taking Kobe White out of the second team and putting RJ Barrett on there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, Matt, how do you feel about that? Because you had RJ, right? Yeah, I had RJ. I think RJ deserves a spot on the second team. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, that's tough. Abe, what do you think about potentially taking about okay, what if we what if we're looking at it like this? What if our team is Tyler Hero, RJ Barrett, Seibel, Paschel, and then would it be Washington at that point? Yeah, I put PJ Washington at center. Abe, are you comfortable with PJ Washington over Kobe White? Look, no offense to my Chicago homies, but I will t- accept this uh compromise. I will accept yes. this compromise for sure. Cause All right. I get it. PJ deserves it. I mean that that Charlotte's team They've had we focus on Graham really showing out, but PJ Washington has been consistent, and he's been consistent longer throughout the season. Whereas your explanation for Kobe Riley is true, he started off slow, which is not any fault of his own because he's a rookie. Like starting off slow as a rookie is not a problem, and playing with Boylan too, playing under yeah. Boylan is tough. But PJ was consistent longer, so I'm I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Nice. Well, that's uh, well. Then it looks like guys, we have a consensus going through. And also, let's mention some of our honorable mentions because one guy who I would have loved to add, but you can't really have the three guards from Miami is Duncan Robinson. I like him. He's a shooter. Miami's got some shooters. I like. I like Duncan. I yeah, he, he, he set their franchise record in a season. Miami is in a great spot. Speaking yeah, of which, they are. There's. I don't know if it was confirmed, but apparently. Um, the Heat aren't planning to uh, extend Bam. Really? Yeah, wow. and I'm like, I'm wow. like, whoa, hold on. Does that mean that's they're gonna, a... you're gonna sign somebody big? Yeah, that's Pat Riley. I mean, Pat Riley must know something we don't because that I, whoever, if somebody else gets Bam, that's a gigantic get. That's that's the most underrated get that would happen in this offseason, no matter yeah, who yeah. signs where. They would for sure have to trade him because you could get value for him. Especially, he's only making five mil. Man, yeah, that's tough because yeah, as we see in these other lists here, I gave him a lot of credit. Um, what other? Uh, do you guys have any other honorable mentions? I, I mean, I would put Kobe White there for sure. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, we can put Kobe White honorable mention. Mention. Nice. Well, guys, it looks like we have our official all rookie first team and second this team. Exciting. I, I like this rookie rookie class. I'm excited to see over the next five six years. To see some of these players, how they develop. The yeah, I think so too. Great hands. I mean, you just look at. First of all, you got to look at Memphis and look how blessed Memphis is to have Ja, to have JJ Junior, to have Brandon Clark. That team, and of course, let's not forget Justice Justice Winslow too. That team is in a great spot for the future. Yeah, Jackson Junior. Actually, that's a guy that again, another guy like a Brandon Clark. Both those guys are so underrated on their, you know and they're putting up great numbers uh jackson's a really scary player he's so he's such a weird guy like he does so many different things really well and he's freakishly athletic 
Some of his dunks so far have been insane. Uh, yeah, Memphis is just flying under, under the radar for whatever reason. Jaw is the face of that, and you know he, he's so blue collar about how he goes about things that the city not only like enjoys the team that they have right now, but they also enjoy the players for who they are. You know, like the, the players seem to fit. There's not a lot of talking. There's not a lot of bravado. It's just going out and getting getting the job done. And I think that obviously Memphis with the Grind City era, they really appreciate that. Yeah, I'm a big, big Jaron Jackson Jr. fan. I just think he's going to be be up there as one of the best big men in the league um, as he just continues to develop. He's got length and speed. Uh, he can shoot the ball from outside. He's a very, very talented player. And also, I got to shout out uh, Kendrick Nunn real quick. That's a, an Eli Yonan right there. That's a, his, He's been hyping Nunn for a minute. Um, so that was that's so that was that was rad to see that work out because eli's been saying since he was in college you guys been saying this is this guy's going to the league he's going to be that dude um so sorry kobe white wasn't there bulls fans but uh you know your fellow illinois um dude kendrick nunn is there and uh yeah he had a great year too i mean talk about another underrated guy i mean him hero and robinson we're talking about three three guards (laughs) rookie guards who came out and the heater in prime prime playoff position. It might not happen for him this year because of that inexperience when it comes to the playoffs and just how weird the situation is. But I mean, this also helps them. I think not having a crowd helps a team like the heat because those young guys don't have to worry. They don't have to worry about the crowd and the atmosphere. It's just playing ball. So that could, it really evens the playing field a little bit. Yeah. Same with the Grizzlies as they are still holding on to that eighth spot as they're fighting for that eighth spot. It helps them out. Um, not having a crowd. So it true. really does. Good point. Good point. Uh, well, guys, let's move on to the defensive teams. Um, Matt, just go ahead. And give us your uh, give us your first and second team. Yeah, I, I love defense. I value it a lot, and so I have Kawhi, Ben Simmons, AD, Giannis, and Gobert on my defensive first. Abe, what do we got on the first? For me, I have Ben, Chris Dunn. Kawhi, Giannis, and AD for first team all defense. Yeah, I th- I have Eric Bledsoe, Ben Simmons, Giannis, AD, and Gobert. So I think consensus wise, the three three of us all have Giannis and, and AD, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, we all got. You know, we all have Ben Simmons, right? Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, I yeah, Ben Simmons as well. So I, I think it's just, I think it's the issue of the guards at this point because. Chris Dunn is a great choice, Abe. The more I, I did some – I was looking up, obviously, looking up some stats, looking things up, and I was kept realizing that Chris Dunn was getting a lot of credit. And I guess in my back of my head, I've been seeing him as like this bus. I knew he played a really good defense, but I didn't understand how well recognized it was before he got hurt in February. Yeah, um, I was surprised too because the numbers show he was like second in steals. He's like top five, I believe, in, uh, in steal percentage. And I think it's more so because of the chaos that's going on in terms of the Bulls organization and how they play, plus his uh, risky offensive abilities, but defensively solid. And I actually have Bledsoe on my second team. I put Bledsoe on my second team. Nice. And then, well, speaking of second teams, what do we got for this? Um, Matt, what do we got your second team? Yeah, second team, I got Jimmy Butler, Marcus Smart, Um I got Tatum, LeBron, and Bam. Nice. Snuck LeBron in there, huh? Uh, yeah, snuck LeBron in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, mine on this. 
we have the same, a few of the same actually. Uh, Marcus Smart, Jimmy Butler, uh, Kawhi, Tayson or Jason, Tayson Tatum, Jason Tatum, and uh, Bam. Okay. So for my second team, I have Bledsoe, Butler, Tatum, Bam, and Gobert. Honorable nice. mention. They didn't pick the Celtic. Marcus Smart. Uh, well, he's in my honorable mention. Marcus Smart. Uh, Kyle Lowry, Brooke Lopez, honorable mention. But for me, it was more so that I I felt too biased if I put Smart over Bledsoe or Butler. Because I feel like Bam needed to be on this list. Bam needs to be recognized for his defensive prowess. And people are sleeping on that. Which is why, again, the fact that Pat Riley doesn't plan to extend Bam kind of has me confused. It's like, look, you're not going to do that. Celtics. Danny Ainge, make that call. Bring Bam That'd to Boston. That would be for Boston. I mean, I, I I hate on Boston a lot, or I'm more so. I'm just very you know judgmental of what they're doing, and I'm you know I'm very critical. And if they they've been, we everybody knows they need a center. They need a good center. If they have that, they have the pieces around that to be to win a championship. They have the the right uh, formula to do that. And if we they got somebody like Bam, that's a that's a scary situation. That's a that's a home run of a situation. If you can get a young guy like Bam with that kind of talent, offensively too, people forget that that guy offensively, Absolutely. Um, yeah, his assist rates like really high, which I did not know. I'll be fully honest. Before I start looking at the stats, I did not know that. In my opinion, we haven't had a big since a, a solid big since KG. Yeah. So, so it's been several years, you know. So getting Bam would be, it it would it would be perfect. Wasn't Perkins still on the roster after uh, after KG though? <laughs> um, I think that's when he went to to Cleveland. Okay, yeah, then totally fair. If you had Perkins, I would have made an argument that you still had a dominant uh, big man. But uh, oh, no. makes sense. Basketball floor, not dominant on Twitter. We, okay, I, I messed that up. With KG for for that dominance, you can't have Kendrick alone. He needed to be paired with KG if we were going to go with that statement. Yeah, that's I like. Very fair. I like Bam with with the Celtics. Unfortunately, as a Lakers fan, it pains me to say, but that would be a really fun team. And I also I also like maybe Dallas tries to do something, but Bam with Porzingis and Doncic. Well, that's the thing is that Bam fits because of what he's able to do defensively and also offensively, and the fact he is more of a traditional big, and he you know he likes to be down low a little more. He can come outside, but he likes to be down low if he can be. I think it's really interesting because he fits almost anywhere. His game's pretty universal. It's not like you need a certain system to make him work. Yeah, uh, which is for you. funny because when it comes to the big man, you look at certain big men. Let's say like Andre Drummond. He's not a type of big I want on the Celtics because he's pretty stagnant in in his play. But you have a big, as you said, with Bam, who's dynamic, who can really fit and adjust into almost any system in this in the NBA, depending on which team you put him in. Where it's like, yo. It would be perfect. And now that I think about it, I feel like Pat Riley doesn't plan to extend him because he's saying, all right, what are people willing to offer me to, yeah. to be able to get control of them and then they can resign him? Remember, we talked about Philly, uh, a possible Embiid. If they were to trade somebody over Simmons or Embiid, what if Embiid went to Miami? We, we talked about that. I don't know, maybe four or five. Yeah, episodes. Um, is this a case where Philly is like, we'll trade up Embiid for Bam and, and try and make it work like that? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man, yeah, I don't see a one-on-one -on -one trade like that being. No, I'm not saying one-on-one. -on -one. I'm saying you, the money's not going to work one-on-one. -on -one. 
Joel's making like 27, Bam's making five. But it's still like just talent level. Like, again, I love Bam. But one healthy, and I mean, that's the biggest thing. One healthy. You need Embiid to be healthy. One healthy, I think Embiid is still the best big man. His footwork is impeccable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm not better, but, but we're also. Oh, talking, I get it. Yeah, we're like a bet. Oh, we're like fit wise, too, because if Ben Simmons and Embiid is not fitting and you have to trade one of them, I don't think Sixers are going to. But if you have to trade one of them, we are like, we'll keep Ben Simmons. So where would Embiid go? And Miami was one of those. Yeah, because, and here's the thing too, Abe, is that we were, when we talked about this, you know, obviously Joel Embiid is the more talented player when healthy, right? But right now, if you ask me right now to take Joel or Bam as is right now, I would take Bam. Just because, simply because Bam, he's consistent. He's got a motor that does not quit. He's athletic as hell. He's, can just seamlessly fit in. You don't have to run any plays for him. He's not going to call for the ball and it just works. I guess, I guess I'm always been more of a team guy than a star guy at times. And that obviously in today's NBA, I don't know how many championships that that wins you, but I, yeah, I would rather have him at the moment. And so I, that's the only reason why I think Philly would try to make a trade work like that. Or obviously a lot of moving pieces, maybe even need a third team involved, but yeah, that would be, Oh, I don't know. I, I just want to see bam go somewhere or stay in Miami or go somewhere where he, gets the credit he deserves because I, he, I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league at the moment. And it's, well, uh, it's crazy. When discussing Embiid, he did come out today saying that he wants to play with Ben Simmons for the rest of his career. That's he smart. He did come out and say that. And it's like, well, I'm thinking Embiid, do you really want to, or you're yeah, trying do you really to, think that? do you, are you just trying to dispel any like, Hey, don't, his don't. PR manager don't. wrote that for him. Yeah. Possibly. (laughs) That person should also call Michael Porter Jr. See if they have any work for him as well. Uh, So so do we Um, all have Bam on our uh, one of our defensive teams? Yeah, I have it. I have him second team. Yeah, yeah, I have second team as well. Yeah, I have him second team. Yeah, um, and also really quick, Abe. I don't think I've told you this, but I've mentioned this on the podcast before that when I talk about Pat Riley, when I was at summer league, at one point I was sitting like pretty close to the court. And looked over, and I didn't realize there was like a GM table setting kind of uh, on the baseline for any coaches, GMs, whatever, who was watching. And at one point, I just kind of glanced over. And for whatever reason, me and Pat Riley locked eyes. And we held eye contact for like a couple seconds. And I've never been more intimidated in my entire life looking another man in the eyes. I don't know what it was. It was just like this weird, like, like I could kill you right now if I wanted to. It was like so, that kind of weird vibe. It was really vampire-like. It was scary. So it's like locking eyes with Liam Neeson. Yeah, it's like Liam Neeson. If, if you stole Liam Neeson's daughter and then looked him in the eye, that's what it looked like. And it was, uh, it was really scary, dude. So now whenever I hear like, oh, yeah, Pat Riley seems to always win these trades and, you know, he always seems to get what he wants. It's like, yeah, because if he gets you in the room or, God forbid, even on a Zoom on a Zoom call, like those eyes, you're going to do whatever he says for fear of your own life. Pat and Riley so, is the Liam Neeson of the NBA. Yes. Yeah. Very Which scary, is why dude. this Bam decision has me thinking, like, yo, what is he up to? Like, you you mentioned this earlier, too, Riley. It's like, okay, what is Pat up to if he's not going to yeah, extend Bam? He's a scary like, dude, don't, man. Don't look at it as like, oh, he's being dumb. It's Pat Riley, y'all. It's Pat Riley. He's yeah, always ne- Never underestimate him. Never underestimate him. It's the worst thing you could do. Um, hey, yo, so, okay, so we have Simmons, Giannis, and Davis on our first teams, right? All of us. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I have. Who are your two other ones? I have Bledsoe and Gobert. 
I have Kawhi and Dunn. I mm-hmm. cheated. I put Kawhi as a guard, even though he's definitely not in Gobert. Yeah, I cheated with some of those too. I, we won't stress that stuff too hard. The, the NBA is m- moving towards positionless. Yeah. I think we're also going to push that as well. We're going to do our part in doing that by maybe blending the guard forward situations. Yeah, I put Kawhi and Gobert. So in that situation, Matt agrees with me with Kawhi, but he agrees with you with Gobert. Yes. Now, I, I have no issue with Kawhi being on the first team. Um, it was really just a matter of the positions at that point. So I put him at forward. I thought Giannis and Davis had to be there at forward. So I, I uh, made that move. Um, so if you guys want to take Bledsoe out and put Kawhi, I'm totally all right with that. Um, I just yeah. I would just switch them, basically. So, dang, we, I got to get rid of Dunn, too, huh? Um, oh, I'm sorry, Chris Dunn, but for consensus' <laughs> sake, we're gonna have to take you out of the first team on defense. You know where I stand, Chris Dunn. You know where I stand. No, I'm at Chris Dunn. I think of NBA defense. I think of Rudy Gobert. Oh, absolutely. That's I put. That's why I put him on my second team. Yeah. I was just yeah. He had to be there for sure. Like, he has to be all defense. There's no denying. And he but, played. He played the biggest defensive role of the season, and got the season postponed by five months. Dang, he did. Yeah, I mean, talk talk about a power play from a from an NBA player. That's petty, y'all petty. Oh, <laughs> y'all of course, FCP. This is uh, this is we're, we're gonna be as petty as we can when we can, always. So okay, so wait, so we have wait, so who do you have instead of Gobert, Abe? I have AD at the five. And I have oh. Kawhi and LeBron at the at the forwards position. Oh, you have LeBron first team. Oh no 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 no! I'm I'm sorry. I had Kawhi and Giannis at the forward positions. Well, then who's your other? Who are we missing? Then? So so he then had for Dunn on his first. Yeah, I have Chris Dunn and Ben Simmons as my guards. Kawhi, Giannis as my forwards. AD as my center. So for ah. me, I would have to take out Dunn and okay. then move. Kawhi up to the uh, guard position, I believe. Yeah, so I yeah. Can Kawhi's move, a guard, so I can so then I can move AD to the forward position and bring in Gobert as the center. So I just yes. Have to make sure. So so basically, we can agree that the first team would be Simmons, Kawhi, Giannis, AD, and Gobert. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's a fair consensus on that. And then the second team. Man, I'd have to knock out. I'd I'm probably not knock out Tatum. I'm not budging. We're keeping Bam at center, right? Yeah. And we're keeping Tatum at forward. Yes. We all had Tatum. Yes. Yes. We all had Jimmy Butler at guard. Yes. Yes. Did we all have Marcus Smart? I had Bledsoe. I'm um, fine with Bledsoe. Smart. See, yeah. Here's the thing: is that I'll Bledsoe was on my first team, and I could easily move him down here. Let me see. Hold on, get this guy out of here. Yeah, so Jimmy Butler. I think, yeah, I think we're good. If we can, if we get Marcus Smart out of there, uh, that could work. Who's your other forward? Because I put LeBron. I don't think either of you had LeBron. No, no, no I didn't put LeBron. I had so for me, my guards were Bledsoe, Butler. My forwards were Tatum and Bam. And then my center was Rudy, but we've moved okay. Rudy to the first team. So we need and to put so on a second forward. So I could, yeah, I could move Bam back to center. Um, 
who what was the other biggest difference? So you have LeBron and then Who'd you have Riley at your other forward? Um I had Kawhi at the forward. Um uh, yeah, Kawhi's on the forward. So I just I just switched Kawhi and Bledsoe for me. Okay. You could put and then I had forward. Who? You could put Marcus Smart right at a shooting guard slash small forward. Yeah, so the, what I have right here, because I've messed up how I have my list out here, the four I have written down right now that I think are good are Smart, Bledsoe, Butler, and Bam. And Tatum. So pretty much I'm having another forward, basically, or guard, depending on what we have here. Didn't we say Tatum as well? Ah, Tatum. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I meant to have, yeah. Yeah, honestly, it's either we add LeBron or we add Smart. for, And that completes my list. Yeah, because my my open slot is the center, but since I move Bam to the center, I can now have an extra forward, or I can move Jimmy to the forward, and I can have an extra guard. So that leaves it up to whether we want Smart or LeBron in the second team. Yeah, between those two, I would put Smart just because I think it's wrong. I think it'd be wrong. I don't know. This is tough because I'm asking a Celtics fan and a Lakers fan to <laughs> uh, potentially eliminate one of their guys. Um, I'm completely yeah. fine with smart on there <laughs> hey we could do that we could do that for sure for me like Marcus smart like for me it was going to be bledsoe or smart at my uh at my guard on the first team originally so yeah those two guys i feel like i need them on my second team for it to work um because everyone had butler right butler was good yeah okay and then tatum's obviously good yeah so pretty much matter you you know what, what is your thoughts on the, at this point uh, when it comes to LeBron versus Smart, it can, you know, convince, I, convince us that we should that we should have LeBron. I mean, as I sit here wearing a LeBron James jersey uh, on the day that we get the NBA back, I am humble enough to say it's okay to put Smart over LeBron on the defensive second team because it goes back when I think defense. Marcus Smart is one of the names you just think of. He's shown yeah. it. In um, and I Absolutely. think we can all agree on our all NBA teams. LeBron will be on that. On one of those, yes. oh, yeah, yeah I, I already yeah. tell you that. So I am okay, and I will take the humble approach and put smart over LeBron on the all defensive second team. Nice. So, basically, guys, this is the, uh, this is the run through. What Matt the Laker fan is saying is that Boston over LA. I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, that's the consensus, of course. That sums up everything Matt said. He's actually well, burning his jersey like there on last week's episode. <laughs> hey, I'm just going with what you're giving me here. You know? <laughs> you guys all missed that. Go back and listen to last week's episode um, to what Pierre was saying. You've put two Celtics above LeBron on all defense second team. So clearly you're saying Boston is better. I'll, I'll take it. You know, I'll hey, be humble. Are. I'll take it. That's, yes, you're being very humble right now. <laughs> the, uh, okay, wait, so yeah, so our team looks like this, the defensive team. First team, Kawhi, Ben Simmons, Giannis, Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert. Second team, Marcus Smart, Eric Bledsoe, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, bam. Yep. Absolutely. Let's jump into Love. the All-NBAs. Love it. All right. About to get All real NBA messy. Can we, uh, should we start with the third team? Yeah, let's start with third. Well, no, let's go first team. I think first team will be easiest to do. I think I think we'll probably all agree on the first team. Absolutely, for the most part, yeah. So okay, so I'll start here. My first team uh, is Harden, Braun, Giannis, AD, and Jokic. Ooh, okay. See, um, mine's the same thing, but I don't have Jokic. I have Doncic. Yeah. Okay. So the biggest difference is um, 
it's basically I have the same list as Matt when it comes to that first team. And okay. I get it. LeBron has played 57% of his minutes at the point guard position, so he qualifies as a guard. Yeah. Yeah. I decided that's to put LeBron at the forward so Luca can be a guard. So there's nothing wrong with either list. It's just a matter of where they classify LeBron. Because if you're going to classify LeBron as a guard, then yes, you know, you can remove Luca. Um, but I'm just, I just said, you know what? Because if I look at it, Harden, Luca, LeBron, Giannis, AD, that's my list. Yeah. Now, and I, I obviously saw your list, both of your lists. And so I saw that would be an issue. We'll go through our second and third team, but I don't have a huge issue with Doncic being first team. I think my only thing there was really that. Um, first of all, the traditional center, obviously, I thought Jokic, I think he'd done enough to be on the first team anyway. So I figured that would that would just kind of slide in nicely. And also, I, it always comes down to, to me if I'm close on somebody like that. It's like, Luka's obviously very young. He's NBA first, second team. Next year, he's obviously first team, no question. You know what I'm saying? So that's, uh, yeah, so we'll keep going. But yeah, that's something that I could easily adjust uh, for the for the you yeah. know, sanctity of the I list. I didn't put Jokic there because I have not seen Slim Jokic really play that much. So Slim Jokic might be different than regular Jokic. Yeah, so, so the second team. All right, Matt, give us your second team. Yeah, my second team, I got Chris Paul, Bradley Beal, Siakam, Kawhi Leonard, and Jokic. Okay, okay. Abe? Yeah, this is where we start to see a lot of uh, discrepancies. Yeah, a lot of I intentionally did not put Damian Lillard there, by the way. <laughs> so my second team is Damian Lillard, Paul George, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi, and Jokic. Okay, yeah, my second team, um, the clear and obvious choice for guard, Damian Lillard. Uh, make that a known fact for sure. Uh, Russell Westbrook, which I really struggled with, guys. You know I don't – I'm not a fan of the guy, not a fan of the Rockets, not a fan of anything <laughs> OKC related, but I had to do that. Uh, uh, Doncic, Simmons, and Bam for my second team. So, yeah. Um, we all have like a mixed bag right here. This is where it gets Let's just do the third team here, and then we'll try to sort this out real quick here, all right? So my third team is Chris Paul, Jason Tatum, because he did qualify at guard, uh, Pascal Siakam, Jimmy Butler, and Gobert. Okay, mine's Lillard, Jimmy Butler, Simmons, Tatum, and Bam. Okay, and for me, my third team is Ben Simmons, Tatum, Middleton, B.I., and Gobert. With honorable mention going to Chris Paul, Bam, Sabonis, and Siakam. Yeah, my uh, yeah, definitely. When it comes to who's your first honorable mention? Uh, Chris Paul. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. So yeah. So Chris Paul's on there for me just because of his uh, taking. Okay. He really just come back from the dead on that one. Yeah. Um, I oh, think he absolutely, was, did. absolutely did. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's very deserving. Bradley, am I the only person who put Bradley Beal? Yes. Uh, yeah. The only reason I didn't put Bradley Beal was because of just like the Wizards were so bad. But they, everyone they, else are still invited to this thing. This this they're in the ninth seed in the East. Yeah, that's the East, though. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's not the you know they, they don't they don't have a winning record, right? <laughs> For me, it just came down to the fact that because of the positions. Mm-hmm. I I I move like for my third team. I have Tatum in the guard spot. Um, yeah, me so too. I can get I Middleton Ingram in there because I don't think any of you have Bi in there. No, no, no. 
Um, all right, well, hold on. Let, let's do this. All right, so the first team, we'll, we can agree because I you guys wanted Doncic. I'm totally well, fine with that. To be fair, I'm willing to move to remove Doncic to put LeBron at that forward spot because then that moves AD up to the forward spot and that allows Joker to come in at the center spot. I'm fine with that. Yeah, so, so are we saying that it's a, that we're all right with having Doncic on the second team? For I'm Jokic? okay with that. I'm okay with that. Matt, where are you at with that? Yeah, I really like him on the first team. I get everything you're saying, though, Riley. I think either one of them could be on that first team. So I'm fine with putting Joker there. I just think Doncic, man, he really played. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, sure, that's what I'm saying. That's a tough one. Again, that's that's what makes it tough. It's the same as the rookie team where Harden, Braun, Giannis, and AD have to be there. So it's that last spot that becomes really tough. Yeah. Because I I there's a bunch of Kawhi on the second team, I can put Doncic on the second team. Okay, well then, yeah, yeah okay. So we have that locked up then. That's good to know. Second team, um, I got to have Lillard there, Matt. Got to have him. It's yeah. very important. Just at the beginning of the season, he was so inconsistent. That's why I didn't put him there. And how do you do after the beginning of the season, Matt? And I just don't like Lillard. So <laughs> yeah, see, there we go. No, I'm not joking. Hey, for those listening, for those listening, I don't want to see Portland in the first round. Hey, for those listening, before we started this this recording, Abe and I were on first. Or no, we were messaging earlier today what it was. And I, I mentioned we were showing each other our lists. And I said we met we saw that Matt had Lillard on his third team. And I said, Oh yeah, he, he just really doesn't like Lillard at all. <laughs> first thing you're like, I don't like Lillard, dude. And, so, and yeah. me, Riley and I have had our healthy debates when it comes to Damian Lillard too. Certainly, so yeah. it's not like I am like gun hole Lillard, but he did click where he was dropping like 60 no 50 plus right? for like five straight games he was just I dropping mean, 50 or more. so it's just like look I when mean, he I can turn thought, it on i just thought what chris paul did was more impressive uh but i mean it's a, from a leadership standpoint maybe right and obviously you're very high on leadership and i totally understand that but that's why he's on my third that's why he's on the all nba team at all because stats wise he was very clutch but stats wise in general lillard did a lot more this so one, if we can all agree on Chris Paul at the third team, then I'll put Lillard up at the second team. I'm comfortable with that because that's where he was for me anyway. I just want I, – I think Chris Paul deserves to be in this top 15 list. I didn't have Chris Paul on it, but I am willing to add him to third team as a result because what he did in OKC must be recognized because you're right. For sure. I, he he – People really thought he was left for dead. It was like, yo, that's where you're going. That's where your career is going to die. Good luck. But then what he was able to do for a young squad, and especially he was Mr. Fourth Quarter for them. There's so yeah. many times he helped them win games that they were losing. So I'm fine with having Chris Paul 13. Yeah, I, I've always said I've been really critical of him leading up to this season. I was almost laughing at the fact he was stuck in OKC going, well, all the all the yelling and, you know, being all upset at your teammates and stuff, now you got to do, you know, work with what you have. And he did. So good on him. All right, so we have so consensus on the second team. We have Lillard, Luca, and then I have Ben Simmons. Is he I'm, is he on the Simmons on third? Third. I put Siakam uh, a similar a similar like for Chris Paul. I thought Siakam put up the numbers. And this Toronto team is in second place because of him. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I really don't. I'm trying to think here. He showed us we got rid of our best our best players no longer here, and he still carried them to to the second seed. 
All right, guys. So we have to we have to come to a quick consensus here. Okay, we have Lillard, we have Doncic. How do we feel about Where's Simmons Kawhi, on the right? second? We have Kawhi on the second. I have Kawhi on my second team. Okay, I have Kawhi on my second. And but honestly, and, and he, too. And here's the deal: though. I'm fine with Kawhi for whatever reason. He's not on any of my teams. I don't know why I didn't include him. Um, but yeah, that's I have no problem with Kawhi being there. So I well, can move Simmons. My- so my second team center spot is open because I had Joker there, but we yeah, now so have Joker first team. So my center spot is open, which means that does any of you have Bam second team? I have Bam second team. I have Bam third. Okay, that's tough, dude. That's tough. Now, because I mean, at center, it's really got to be probably Bam or Gobert, right? Because he's my third team. Yeah, yeah, because I had Bam on my honorable mention, but again, since okay. Joker's been moved up, I had uh, Gobert as my third team. So then I could move Gobert to second and move. Yeah, Bam I'm to fine with that because because Gobert can be second team and then Bam's third team, and I'm fine with that. I agree. Okay, okay, guys, we're cooking with steam here. Cooking with steam. Now we have. Let's see here. Okay, so now we just need to come to terms. With I have Russell Westbrook on the second team. Um, he does not need to be there. I'd rather almost he was not there. So <laughs> if there was somebody else we could throw in there, I'm totally fine with that. So do we have Jimmy and Paul George on the consensus so far, or is that still up for debate? I would put I Jimmy over Paul George, in my opinion. I put Jimmy I, over Paul George too, but also Kawhi I, could be there too, right? Yeah, I had I had all three. I had Jimmy, Paul George, and Kawhi all second team. With Dame. I could take Bradley Beal off and put Jimmy there. Again, I put Beal just because what yeah, he did Beal with that Warriors team. The Beal one is tough. Beal does deserve recognition for what he was able to do because it, it's it kind of doesn't make he sense for us to one points a game. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for us to boost up Damian Lillard, but not Bradley Beal, because Bradley Beal was doing near similar things for the Wizards too. It's just that it didn't lead to as much success and because then, the word deleted. So then do we put him at the, all right, wait, so second team right now. Okay. So we have Doncic for sure. Doncic, Gobert, uh, Lillard, Butler, and then Kawhi. Oh yeah. I would have to take someone off for Luca since I moved him back. Yeah. And I'm um, taking Simmons off for that. I, I have to take someone off for Luca. Uh, shoot, I'd take George I, off of that. Yeah, I don't think yeah. quite, I don't think he played enough games overall. Yeah, yeah. that was I'll my only take, issue with Paul George. I'll take Paul George off for Luca. So then, mine's would be Dame, Luca, Jimmy, Kawhi, Gobert. Yeah, that that's what that's why I have too at this point. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay, well, then, yo, third team, guys, let's wrap this thing up here. We have Bam at center. One. Yeah, let's call me this one. We got Bam. <laughs> Bam at center. Bam. Okay. And then we have Chris Paul. Yep. Okay. Yes. And then Jason Tatum. Yep. Yes. Okay. And I have Siakam here. Oh, we got to put Ben Simmons in one of these though. Yeah. You could put, you could put Ben and Siakam and lock it in. We could. Abe, so Chris Paul, Tatum, Siakam, Simmons, and Bam. Abe, what do you think about that? So for me, I have to take off B.I. Yeah, he would be. He'll, my he'll, he'll Bradley Beal in that too, right? 
Yeah, Bradley Bill's still not in that either. <laughs> this is going to be the best. But that's what I'm saying with Bradley Beal. Is it look at the team now that we, it, the five I mentioned for the all for the third team right now? Chris Paul led his team to the playoffs when they when he shouldn't have. Jason Tatum, as a young kid, per, you know, after a down year last year, came out and you know has led them and is now their star player. Siakam, after losing Kawhi, who is on the team above him, went and is leading is putting up similar stats on a, on the defending champions quietly. Ben Simmons has been a monster on both sides of the ball. He just can't shoot, which is a bummer. And then Bam is the really only center candidate. So it's at that point, it's like we, at that point, the only person I think to take off would be, Oh, would be like Simmons at that point. But that's tough. I think we have to decide between those two. I think Beal, I think Beal, man, he could have been on a good team. It was his choice to re-sign there. I think I've said that before. Yeah. He could have signed there, and he, he could have signed elsewhere and been on a good team, and he would be on – he'd be second team right now, I think, if he was on a good team. If he was not on a team that was struggling and he was the only only positive thing about it, then, yeah, I, I, because he chose to be there. You know what I'm saying? He put himself in that position. That's why he missed out on being an all-star. That's why he's going to miss out on being all-NBA. All right, so then here's the thing, though. Middleton, because I have him on my third team list, my original third. Oh man, uh, yeah, Alexander's gonna freak out. Yeah. But I like you can't miss Middleton man. joining the uh the 50, 40, 90 club. You know, like yeah. that's an accomplishment. <laughs> man, I feel bad for these people that actually have to do this. Man, this is so hard. Uh, like I understand leaving. I I can I can concede to leaving out Bi. I can do that, yeah. even though okay. it low-key hurts. But I feel like Middleton... So really, Middleton, Middleton and Beal are the ones we're looking at at this point. These are the last yeah. two. Yeah, I'm going to still argue for Beal because Riley's argument, right, was uh, the Wizards are not even at 500, right? That's what you said? Or they're at 500? But, but Portland is 29 and 37. They're not at 500, and we have lower there. Yeah, mm. I mean... So my argument is Bradley Beal carried this team, averaged 31 points a game. He he missed out on the All-Star, which was the biggest snub this year. Um, okay, okay, we'll take out LeBron James for AD. <laughs> I will say, here's an argument against Damian Lillard is CJ McCollum. You can say that Dame had CJ to help, whereas I mean, yes, but CJ yes, didn't help. Bill, CJ has helped bail Dame out a few times. Most CJ's been consistent. Has helped Damian Lillard so much. Yeah, CJ has helped. Well, previously in the postseason, but this season during the regular season, up until those last few weeks. Dame took over, but before then, while Dame was cold, it was CJ who was carrying the load. All right, guys, then what are we saying here, guys? Because hmm? he's already on the second team. So what are we saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm still fighting for Bradley Beal on the third team. Mine was just an argument of why Bradley Beal should be on the third team. I'm leaving Dame on the second team, but I'm just saying, I'm trying to make it spicy. You know, I'm just saying, like, no, hey, hey. And I'm saying, and here's the deal. You guys aren't wrong. You know, you're not wrong. Him and Beal were in similar situations, and we're favoring Lillard a little bit because we all love him the same. I just feel like we can get Middleton in there. It, it just, it's just like blatant disrespect. To I feel like we're just riding the wave of of disrespecting Middleton if we leave him off. You know, uh, 
Let's let's take okay. What if we consider taking Bam off? Okay, at the center, we just throw Ben Simmons' big ass over at center, right? <laughs> and then we throw Middleton or Beal in, and call it good, right? Because we're going towards more positionless, right? Ben Simmons is is completely positionless. He's playing the four now, so technically that's a five. So yeah, yeah I, I can... five. he can be a one to five player. Okay, so I'm I'm officially on the official list here. I'm putting Ben Simmons at center, okay? And bam, we gave him a lot of credit earlier, and he's our first honorable mention. I love, I love him. I do. Great I guy. love Ben. Great guy. Uh, LA, bam, come to the Lakers. Yeah. Austin, you know green, white, green, boy? You know you're coming back home? It's he's got to go left. He's got to go green. Um, all right, and so, okay, so now we have a spot open, okay? Now it's either Middleton or it's Beal. Beal. Middleton. Middleton. Now, guys, that yeah, that's I, silent. I agree, but I guess I lost this one. <laughs> it's crazy that we did all this to make room, preferably for Beal, but then we're like, we're going to give it to Middleton oh. anyway. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, dude, because here's the deal: is that Middleton is the second best player on the what one or number one or number two best team in the league, and he yeah. and he's going 50, 40, 90, which is it's, it's really not like, even yeah, it's not like he's the second best player and he's like average. Yeah, but he's, he's if anything, he's extremely underrated at this point. He's doing a stellar job. <laughs> Being just part of like Jordan, Jordan, just because I like Jordan Alexander, let's do it. <laughs> you Jordan. Jordan, I'll give you my address. You can send me some shoes. I know you're a sneaker guy. Send me some Dior's or something. That sounds like bribery. <laughs> <laughs> who who knew this this situation was so corrupt, you know? Right? <laughs> Who knew we could all be bought, you know? But here we are. All right, so the final NBA 13. Chris Paul, Jason Tatum, Siakam, Middleton, Simmons. I'm with it. I'm all right, it. I agree. All right, guys. Well, hey, that and hey, and, we, and I will make mention when we put when we on Monday or whatever when I post, you know, our teams and what we what we thought of all this. I will mention that Bradley Beal was our biggest issue as far as trying to figure it out. Yeah. Right. I'll give him his credit. You know me. I have a way with words. I will make sure he gets his credit. Yeah. Him, him, and uh, Bam are our yep. first team honorable mention. Yep. Him and Bam for sure. Okay. Well, gentlemen, I think uh, I think we're good to go here. Uh, that was a great episode. Uh, the full court press. Abe, thank you for for coming on and uh, filling the the tough shoes to fill that Pierre uh, brings. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. And of course, check out uh, Osa and A's podcast. It is, uh, they do, it's live, yeah? Yeah, live. We, we record live at 2 p.m. every Wednesday on Facebook Live and YouTube. And then we drop the audio Thursday morning. So definitely just like the page, uh, Specialized Sports Analysis on Facebook, so you can get notifications. Subscribe to SSAW TV on YouTube. Turn your notifications on so you can get updates for when we go live. Yeah, because it is it is really an entertaining show. You guys do an amazing job over there. And uh, and yeah, let us know if there's ever a crossover, man. I'd love to jump on there because that looks like so much fun. Oh, uh, we'll definitely have a crossover with the, the way this NBA season might be shaping up. Yeah, sure. a lot of fun there. And uh, Matt, uh, again, of course, always a pleasure, my friend. Always a and, pleasure. Go Lakers tonight. Beat those yeah, say Good luck tonight. And uh, yeah, for the Full Court Press, uh, this is Riley uh, signing out. Y'all have a great day. Peace.